It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. Weekly reads and rankings from AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. We got to know, I'm pretty confident here, about who is the top team, but who is the worst team right now in the ACC? It's getting pretty much to be a close race between two, but we'll find out more from Mr. Black. You are Locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. Each and every week, we bring you some great content when it comes to weekly reads and rankings on Wednesday's show. We look at your YouTube comments. We talk about them as well as having conversations around who are the top five best and worst teams around the ACC. AJ, thank you so much for joining us. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing great, Candice. It is uh, a, another great weekend of B, uh, ACC football. I don't have any BC games to 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 set me off, so I'm I'm ready to talk <laughs> other teams at this point. No doubt about it. Honestly, I will say they gave it a good go, the good old college try when it came to Clemson last weekend. I will give you that. I was very much emotionally invested into that game just by presentation, all the pomp and circumstance. It really was a great game in theory, but just not so much an execution for the Eagles. Uh, they had their chances. I mean, they could have put yeah. some points up at different points. I mean, obviously Clemson was a better team, but they could have made it even closer if they could have executed it, if they could have executed at different points, but they just couldn't. And Clemson was, you know, they, they exert, it exerted themselves much more in the second half and just put that game away. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's start with the five teams that are struggling right now, but then we'll get into some comments and then end with our five best teams. So top five, who struggle, you know, who aren't the best, who is the fifth team in the conference right now who could use some work? I had to put number five, the worst team in the conference has to be uh, Georgia, uh, not Georgia Tech, sorry, UVA. <laughs> Gosh, I am just so like programmed to say Georgia Tech at this point that I had to go with UVA. And yeah. Bet Online had a line last week, <laughs> I have to say, yeah. that when I heard Malik Cunningham was not going to play, I was like hitting that money line on UVA mm. and five minutes into that game. I went, that was the dumbest bet I've ever made in my life um, <laughs> because they, I mean, Louisville just housed them just a week after BC made Louisville look bad. Doman, yeah. you know, he looked good. And now, you know, you, you uh, Louisville fans are talking about him being their starting quarterback. I don't know. Really? I, I think everyone expected UVA to take a little step back this year, but, it is such a rebuilding year that I just didn't expect. Like I, I still go back that I thought Brennan Armstrong would be one of the best quarterbacks in this conference. And he is just, he's, he can't do it on, on his own. He just can't. And yeah. it just shows you how, and we'll get to another team, you know, the one I'm talking about um, that when you don't have a good offensive line, how impactful that can be to the overall flow of a team and how, how much it can damage a team's uh, offense. I mean, really like Brennan Armstrong last year looked like one of the top five, six, seven quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. This year, he's not even in the conversation in top 10, not even in the conversation. Yeah. Not even he's arguably one of the worst in the conference. And that's saying something considering how much, you know, this 
league and we talk about ACC here is such an ACC prone one but I, I would have never guessed that we'd be having more conversations around Riley Leonard and Drake May even Keaton Slovis in terms of just being able to execute and figure out how to win but yep. Armstrong's not doing it so I hear you on that front number four all right number four for me is gonna be I'm gonna go with Louisville here okay. they beat uva so there was a, it was a battle of two of the teams i think i were at the bottom yeah i you know i look at their schedule and they've got j uh you know they've got coming up pit gonna be a mm-hmm. tough game wake forest tough game james madison tough game yeah james madison is playing really well they got a really good defense clemson nc state and kentucky there's a possibility that? louisville just loses straight out <laughs> There's, there's always that possibility, and now their fans are are their fans are turned on Malik Cunningham, as I just said, uh, you know, which is crazy because he's yeah. their entire he was the t- entire personality of that team up until three weeks ago, and yeah, I, I don't I, know. I think that when you say that, it's just wild to me just how the fan bases are. You have one person who's serviceable as a backup be able to deliver and now it's like you forget everything that your quarterback did for you. Like when I think about the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Yeah. And how it's like, yep. oh well Dak, we don't need him. Like, you know, screw him. This is an actual competition. And of course Jerry Jones hypes it up and plays it up for the media, sure. But just the idea of you pay you don't pay people millions plus. You don't pay guys or you don't have guys at the helm being QB one for no reason. And just to have a couple of good games where they survive some of them, like literal survival, just getting by now is like, Oh, they're the best things to slice bread. So, uh, you know, you don't make that change off of a team beat by beating a team that had one of the worst defenses in the country yeah. last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Malik Cunningham. Yeah. He went through a little bit of, of, a, of a struggle here, but you can argue that if he stayed healthy against BC, you uh Louisville would have won that game. Yeah. Because Dolman yeah. came in and he he stunk. And then he goes on and gets hot against UVA and it's like all of a sudden everybody can get hot against UVA. Can we keep exactly. it on? <laughs> and as I, as you were just saying, I, I I being a New England person, I already I'm I'm um rubbing my chin about Bailey Zappi right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, it it once uh, a writer that I used to write with who writes for bceagles.com right now once told me the sexiest player on the team is the backup quarterback because everyone thinks that their limit is limitless compared yeah. to what you've seen. Cause you don't know what they can do and what they can't do. Mm-hmm. It, it's always a, a word of warning to not go with that gut feeling, <laughs> especially when you got Malik Cunningham. I mean, like he's going to give you the best position to win. I'm just sorry. He, he is. Yeah. My favorite backup quarterback in the history of backup quarterbacks would be Chase Daniel. I think that man has oh, made yeah. So much money doing just the bare minimum. Like, that's the way to go, bro. If you're not going to be a coach who gets fired and gets, you know, $40 million that you do, like, you might as well be a really good quarterback that just does just enough to stay in the game, but not so much to be the leader. Yep. Full, full on. Not to get all the criticism. <laughs> no doubt. All right, number three. I'm going to go with the Hurricanes. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, for all of you Hurricane fans who I know I have my haters out there that don't agree with my Miami uh, prognications and that's okay. They lost 27, 24 with Tyler Van Dyke throwing for roughly 800 yards. And I, I still think they're going to be okay. I mean, they're going to play Virginia tech this week. It's a big issue. If they lose that game, I'm going to put that out there right now. Um, But I, I'm putting them lower because 
it's just been disappointing to see where they're at. You know what I mean? Like they, the expectations when you have a quarterback that good, you've brought in all those transfer Porter players and you are now two and three. Sorry, folks. That's a disappointing season for right now. And the, the, the Mario Cristobal buzz is, is starting to wane, but you know, folks have said it. And I know folks in our, our comment section have said it. Like, I think it's fair to say that he needs a little time, you know, like to build his program and, and to get things going. And, uh, you know, it's easy to fall in love with what they have, but, um, you know, they're at where they're at. They're two and three right now. Yeah. You know, I said on yesterday's show that I think that Mario Cristobal might not be all up to snuff. And I don't think it's because of the quarterback situation. I just think when you talk about being a complete team, maybe the coaching staff needs to figure out how to get these guys going and motivate. Right. Like you can't just be Miami and assume, oh, we brought in better people than what Manny Diaz and company. So we're magically going to make things work. Like, no, you still got to put an effort. And I think when I talk, when you listen to Mario Cristobal, you know that the discipline is there. You know that they want to be great. You know that they're not doing any shenanigans, but at the end of the day, you got to produce some results and hopefully they give them time, but there's no such thing as patience in college football, like literally none. So everyone's of a win now mentality and people get lucky and strike iron hot and they have good seasons. And you look yep. at Mike Elko, had he been losing like five games in a row, people be like, oh, we'll see. It's Duke, blah, blah, blah. But he's having a great one. So keep it, keep it on the rug. Mario Cristobal on their, on their hand, Tony Elliott on the other hand, having a struggle. Now it's like, okay, did we actually get it right? We maybe should you know, look elsewhere. How many years are we going to give him? Like, it's so dramatic. Yep. 100%. Yep. All right, number two. All right, I'm going to put this one as Virginia Tech. I, I was debating between two and one for this one, but Virginia Tech, um, I mean, they had their win against Boston College where they looked really re- looked really good, but overall, this team is now uh, two, and f- two and four, one and two in conference. Uh, they didn't look anywhere competitive against Pitt. They're going to have to beat Miami this week. Um, I I just I don't see them being all that competitive at all in the in in the Coastal Division, and they they've kind of regressed to where you expected them to be. You expected going into the season that Virginia Tech would be kind of in the middle, and that's yeah. where they've fallen towards. And I think that's what we want, what, what you expected. And that's not a knock on their new head coach. That's not a knock on Grant Wells. That is, that's just what, where they're supposed to be. And it's kind of like they've regressed to where they should, they're, they're supposed to, they were supposed to kind of fall in the, the overall ACC pecking order. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, right now, as it stands, Virginia, Virginia Tech matchup at the end of the season, it's going to be each other's Super Bowl. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It absolutely is going to be that game where like, barring the season, it'll mean nothing if you don't win that matchup or, if you know, after a first year, two new head coaches, everyone knows, like, if you want to have a vote of confidence going into next season, you win that one. So there's a lot of pressure it seems to be building up for that end of season rivalry game. All right. Number one. All right, the the right on the edge. I'm going to put Boston College, um, and I mean, what hasn't been said about this team? It's one of the most disappointing teams in college football this season. Uh, you know, I, FPI on ESPN has them as a 1.5 percent chance of making the college football uh, college football bowl season, which yeah. is depressing as all hell. Uh, if you want to listen to me on to tomorrow today's show as well, I'm going to be talking about whether BC should move on from Jeff Halfley. That's where things yeah. are at right now. Yeah. We're in a bye week um, and they've got six weeks to go. And 
I think the thing with BC, you saw it against against clubs, and they 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 play tough. And yeah. it was just they didn't have enough gun uh, bullets in the chamber against Clemson, and Clemson just they had the dudes, you know, yeah. and they pulled away in that second half. Can they continue to improve? Because this the season does get a little easier for them. You know, they've got. I mean, you look at the games and you're like, oh, how's that easier? But Wake Forest hard, but their defense, BC's defense, plays pretty well. Can can they score against that uh, that defense? Yeah, uh, NC State could be without Devin Leary. Wake Forest is kind of a mess. I'm still not all in on Syracuse, though. My ratings will not say that. Duke, again, I think that's a winnable game. UConn, and that's it. So, I mean, getting some nice wins to end the year could be a nice way to end this. But if they fall apart, you know, you're going into 2023 without Zay Flowers, probably without Phil Dracovic, because he has one more year left, and I'm still not sure what's going to happen there. And the possibility that if BC does not figure this out, Jeff Halfley, the, the coach that many people thought would be oh, so good that BC couldn't hold on to them. Mm, yeah. He could be on the hot seat and it's, it's getting hot there for him. And that's crazy because we, he was the new flashy hot toy that mm. we were like, yes, let's, let's see how it goes. We're feeling good about him. And now so it can turn so quick. Well, you yep. put your future in the hands of 18 and 22 year olds. It's kind of like the name of the game, truly. And I think, Phil, it will all depend on who they bring back from an offensive line standpoint. Like, it ain't like just uh, another year older. Who are you going to get at a transfer portal? Because clearly, that's, that's a big issue work. for BC because Halfley's gone out there and said, you know, that NIL stuff, it's, it's hitting the offensive line in the transfer portal piece really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, well, I've heard, I've heard something on the lines of, Offensive linemen on the transfer portal are somewhere around hundred thousand dollars a piece, and BC has zero NIL programs. So, mm. my, part of me wonders how frustrated Halfley must be with the lack of institutional support he gets from that. Um, but that's where BC is not interested in it, or what's that deal? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. They're with this part game. of the non-regulation team because they're you know you know there's there's a couple people that are just like willy nilly out here, but it's amazing that there's yeah. nothing in place that you would try, especially in a city like Boston. And you have rich alumni that want to spend it and BC charges. They have donor based seating. So my thought has always been funnel that towards the players instead. And you're all set, but that's me. A thousand percent agree. All right, guys, we're going to talk a little more about some of the ranks and reads that we have here for you. But first these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small businesses. You have to be a hundred percent certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. It helps you find the right people for your team for faster and for free. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates fast. And not only that, they make sure that you are a priority in getting what you need from a support standpoint. If you just go to LinkedIn.com slash college, you will be all set. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Well, what, there it is. We're rocking and rolling with AJ Black of Locked on Boston College. Say that three times fast. We are going over reason rankings here on our weekly Wednesday show. And we're going to pause here because we have my friend Willie Thomas who gave us his good, bad, and ugly that we do every Monday and Tuesday. I want to make, I want you to hear these and I want to get your thoughts, AJ. So the good sure. was that Clemson fought off another slow start to remain the darling of the conference. Do you think that Clemson is the darling of the conference still? I mean, yeah, I, I don't, 
they get you know DJ Uyagalay look as good as a quarterback as what you need to make the playoffs and to to mm. cause some, to cause some trouble. I mean that guy can throw. Like he's gone from serious issues to really humming, and now they they gotta they're gonna have I I think I saw it today they're gonna have the, a full defensive line for the first time in like two seasons. Xavier Thomas is healthy. Brian Breesey's back. That well, you get all those guys back. Did you see Xavier Thomas's line against BC? He had six snaps and two sacks. <laughs> Dude <funny>. was sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and yeah. That, that's I, I don't know if that's an indication of how well he's playing or how poor BC is, but he went from three hundred pounds to two hundred forty-five pounds of pure muscle now. Yeah, uh, Clemson. Clemson isn't the sexiest team on the, on the planet right now, because, you know, they don't have like the skill players that maybe like Alabama has, Mm -hmm. but when you get into the trenches, especially on that defensive side of the ball, they're scary team. It'd be a tough out. You know, I think for all the people that were so afraid of what it would be like without Brett Venables, especially with how it's going at Oklahoma right now, it's like he wasn't the sole piece. Clemson is Clemson. Like we can, we can just say that Clemson defense will always stand true. No matter the coach. And of course, Dabo Sweeney has his system, all the things, but he has established a machine there to which is kind of giving like Nick Saban. It doesn't matter who comes and goes and who funnels in and out. They're going to be fine. Right. Right. And so we also have, yeah, go ahead. No, Dabo has put together a system, and I think it was right to be skeptical of that because, like, you want to sometimes get fresh blood in there. But at least on both sides of the ball, right now, they're looking like he, you know, he he had the the faith in his guys that have come up with working with his other guy, you know, with Venables and Tony Elliott, and they're looking like the the kind of coordinators that Clemson needs. Yeah, hundred percent. The bad that Willie Thomas from our YouTube. Friend said the bad is the gloomy outlook of NC State season with a quarterback that can't throw. Mr. Chambers did everything he could, but my lord, I don't know what it says the worst. Does it say worse for Florida State that you couldn't like figure out how to win against a quarterback that couldn't throw? Like he threw one pass for minus five yards. Or does it say for NC State, the heart of that defense, like we're just talking about, really yep. has stayed true and stood up when it really had to in big ways um, throughout the season so far. Yeah, I mean. I, it it could have been more the the novelty of a backup quarterback. Sometimes when you get one thrown out there that defenses haven't schemed against, it yep. can throw them off, right? Especially someone so completely different than Devin Leary. But the and, name was terrible. After a while, don't you think, doesn't that give you confidence? No, okay, maybe not. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But then now, now coaches are going to be able to watch his film and go, okay, this kid can't throw. Here's what we're going to do to him. <laughs> <laughs> and that causes a whole other problem. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to have a Benaconda out there, but Jordan Houston is certainly going to have to figure out how to get things going. And Demi Sumo is going to have to have a great, that run game is going to have to, you know, grow a notch there for NC state. Yep. Yep. It's got to take, it's, it's got to go to another level. If they're going to. Yeah. Winning. A thousand percent. If you guys have not tried Bill Bar Puffs yet, you're just priving yourself of one of the life's greatest joys. Let me introduce you to cookie dough chunk puffs. They have 100% covered in chocolate, chewy texture, and goodness, real cookie dough chunks. And, of course, they are good for you. Like all Built Bars, the cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, and it gives you that quick deliciousness when you want a little extra protein, the collagen protein, which absorbs 
more efficiently and provides tons of healthy benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. And you're going to love cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just a quick bite to eat. You should make sure to grab a built bar. Go to built.com, use promo code locked on 15 and get 15% off your order. Again, using promo code locked 15. AJ Black here, locked on Boston College podcast each and every day he talks about the eagles now the best teams teams that are doing the damn thing top five number five who we got all right so number five for me is going to be north carolina i am not going all atlantic this time (laughs) i promise you i was gonna change things up love it love Um, it they've done what they needed to do and this is the perfect time for me to buy back in on the tar heels so they can make me regret every second of it and it's the perfect week for this to happen (laughs) Because they're playing Duke. Yeah. So you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Literally, as you're saying this, I'm like, well, there goes, you know, the neighborhood. We definitely were leading a coastal conference right now. It won't be like that when when AJ puts them on the docket. Thank you. They're a seven-point favorite playing at the, on the road at Duke. So yeah. Duke is going to grind the ball out and, and end up winning this game. But it doesn't matter for you, Candace, because I saw on Twitter someone was saying you're a Duke fan. So Hello. I am just all Team Duke. I don't know why anyone thinks otherwise. Like, if anything, that gave me, like, full confidence that I'm doing a great job on the show, that people buy into what the hell I'm saying. And, like, I'm pretty biased. Like, unbiased, excuse me. Like, I'm pretty much a – you never know. I can, I can hype up anybody. I can make you a believer out of the Boston College Eagles. I can make you a believer out of George Tech Yellow Jackets. Like, if you truly in your heart of hearts think I am all in on Duke Blue Devils, I love that for me. That lets me know I'm doing my job. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's a future week conversation, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on Earl Grant moving in this year. But Yeah, that, that, yeah. I love we're talking. Him, so. <laughs> we're talking football right now. He's yeah. He's, he's the He's my man right now, so I'm – I'm really excited 100%. about that. And we'll definitely talk next week and recap the college tip-off that's happening today and all the things and exciting about men's and women's college basketball. I think it's going to be a fun time for sure. But, you know, overall, listen, Duke is great, but I think Drake May is having one hell of a season, and I certainly think they've earned that top five spot here. Absolutely. In our, in our weekly ranking. Yep. All right, yep. four. NC State. And just okay. like you okay. said – you know, they grind, grinded out a nice win against Florida State. So I have to give them credit for that. And that was a, a nice win um, to be able to hold Jordan Travis in that defense. Just 17 points is is quite the quite the feat. Yeah. But I just have to I look at them and I, I have to say, like, how long are they able to hold this on? And this week is again like the ACC is so much fun this year with the, the matchups that we get every week. It makes this this podcast so much so interesting to talk about because this week you get another top 20 matchup between NC state and Syracuse, mm-hmm. which to me is a perfect blend of will NC state be able to move on past Devin Leary for at least this week, because Syracuse is good. Yeah. Very good. They're playing at home. It's the uh, Syracuse has had two top 20 teams at home since 2001 when Syracuse played Boston College in the Big East. I'm not going to talk about who won that game. Um, <laughs> and I think this is going to be a great game for, for to really find out, again, we're getting the pretenders versus contenders in this conference. And, like, and I honestly, I'm not sure. I, I kind of want to go with Syracuse on this because they're coming up next on my list. But – it could go either way. It's going to be, again, just a fun game. Just one of those ones you're just going to want to make sure you have on 
I wish it was on at prime time. 3.30 starts kind of lame, but. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I think that Syracuse, this is going to be the game where we say, hey, are you guys frauds? Are you, mm-hmm. are you not as advertised? Or mm-hmm. NC State, as much as we want you to be in the dog fight, we're going to let you bounce back from that Clemson loss. If you can't figure out how to win, you know, after beating Florida State and keep that trade rolling, because, you know, there still is a you know, mathematical chance that you could win the ACC Atlantic Division, then I'm going to be mad at you, too. So it's going to be one of the better matchups. I think when you think about Garrett Schrader in Chambers and going up against each other, Garrett certainly has a nod. But Sean Tucker is going to be that X factor to me. Will they be able to swallow him up in the backfield? That defense absolutely could. So. It could be a long day. It could be a lot of special teams action to come down to Chris Dunn and Mr. Yep. I think it's Schmitz. I don't know. It's the one with no no ver, no uh no vowel in that name yet. Sure. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so it's gonna be a good one. All right, number three. So uh that would be Syracuse for me. Okay. And I'm putting Syracuse here ahead of NC State because they're undefeated. But my bigger question about Syracuse right now is they haven't played anyone yet. I mean, they played Purdue. I guess they're four and two. They beat yeah. Louisville, UConn, and UVA and Wagner. Other than that, yeah. and that that's a that's a t- a bad group of teams. <laughs> and um, I just I don't know. I I want to see. I they need to continue to show me. And the, mm-hmm. and I'm not. This is not again. They're number three on my power ranking. So I'm not. I'm not hating on Syracuse right now. But I want to see them take the next step. And this is the perfect chance for them to do that. They're at home. They get NC State without Devin Leary. Can they take that next step and win again? Um, and 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 go to six and oh, which is insane. That's nuts. Again, I I feel like I'm a broken record with Syracuse, but like the fact that this team, a team that I thought would be without, you know, Dino Babers by the end of the season, is now undefeated is it's crazy. And and the fact that they were like in talks for potentially having a college game day there, which they've never had at Syracuse because I'm okay. BC fan here taking my, I'm going to step, take a step back and not rip on the fact that they play at a dome that's in the middle of nowhere. What? Okay. Uh, but anyways, it's, it's a big week for them. It's a big yeah. week for Syracuse. Can they do it? And I, th- I think they can. I think that it's, it, it it's a, potential for a top 25 win that'll shut up the haters that'll shut up the doubters and get them on track to to again be a a powerhouse going into the end of the season i think if nc state loses it'll be a significant drop in the rankings because as you mentioned syracuse technically hasn't quote-unquote played anybody worth a damn so it would really hurt nc state to lose this matchup and i think it'll speak volumes and definitely put coach Dino Babers in the number one spot for coach of the year if they're able to pull this one off because the way he's been able to turn this season around and battling injuries and all the things it's been nice to you know fresh change for sure yep yep all right number two is the Wake Forest Demon Deacons okay okay (laughs) they figured it out how to beat the army which was great yeah they didn't allow what 85 points like they did last year or whatever that was 55 (laughs) the same thing yeah I mean, that, that just shows the progression that the team has made, right? They let up 10 points against Army this year. Uh, they are a well-balanced team, and they get a bye week this week, and then they get to play Boston College next week, which should be an easy win for them. Mm-hmm. Ouch. But um, they're in good shape. You know, they 
when you have AT Perry, that the, the offense that they have that's going and the defense is starting to show that they can do what they do. You look at the end of their schedule and they've got Louisville, BC, NC state, who maybe Devin Larry will be back. I honestly don't think it matters. The big game that they have left is, is Louisville, uh, is NC UNC and in Syracuse. Yeah. It's, it's not an easy end of the slate for wake forest, but the way that they're playing, I don't think it honestly matters. They they've already played Clemson and there's no one else on that roster that on that schedule that I think is anywhere near that level. Yeah, I think you just finish out your season and hope for the best and hope things kind of shake, you know, shake things up towards the end and hope that, you know, Clemson you get a little help from whoever is going to face Clemson essentially. Yep. So there's that. Number one team, I'm assuming, would be the Tigers, but I'll oh, yeah. take it away. Yep. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to to Phil Jakovic right now, okay. uh, who hopefully is is resting up his wounds after last week. <laughs> um you know, he Clemson's defense kind of, I felt like didn't have their pedal to the metal that first half. And then they decided, you know what? Screw it. Let's just start blitzing the hell out of him. And once they started putting that pressure on God, they just, BC had no answer to anything they could do. And I think it all boiled down to, it was in like the late third quarter. Jakovic went back to pass BC's offensive lineman whiffed on a block and he just got, plastered into I, I've never seen him get hit so hard Yeah, and he fumbled it and they gave it up at like the 10 yard line but that's just like indicative of where this Clemson defense is mm-hmm. they they were at such a high level uh, in that game and um, they played so well and so you know I think they're the best team in the ACC it's not even close you know they're back to where they need to be and while I'm I'm talking about Clemson I want to mm-hmm. give a special shout out as well to Dabo Sweeney, who decided late into the fourth quarter that, you know what, we're up 24 nothing, and BC can't do anything. And I'm going to take DJ out and I'm going to put him back in after Cape Kludnick can't throw two complete passes to run up the score against BC because he's that kind of coach. I thought it was really classy on his part, especially because <laughs> he decided to go no huddle and go yeah. tempo against BC, which really pissed off Jeff Halfley <laughs> because like, okay, that sorry. I, I, I've completely lost to Candace. I've, I, I'm going to get thrashed in the comments, but. Like if you're going to beat them, beat them with your offense. That's fine. But if you're going to go no huddle and put your starter back in to get points. Yeah. Uh, Dabo, you lost some style points with me. It's a little, it's, it's a little, it's a little disheartening for sure. And I think honestly, you, you beat it to the, you beat it with a dead horse. We get it. You know, you're winning, let it go. But um, it's very on, it's on brand for sure. But hopefully it's motivation for whoever, you know, yeah. the next and all the things and understands that, you know, Dabo and company don't care who's in front of them. They just want to beat whatever, and they're going to beat you to a pulp. And you know, don't beat a team that gets beat to a pulp. And so, I, I no, 100% get yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, I get that too. Like before, yeah. folks get into the comment section and say, "AJ, like if you don't like it, stop it." No, yeah, it wasn't that. It was the fact that he put his starter back in and then Absolutely. ran tempo, which gets your guys hurt more often. That's yeah. more of my issue. That's it. Okay. Sorry. Very clear. Not a Dabo fan over here. So you are not, you're preaching to the very direct yep. choir, but, and I would love, I've been loving, I wanted so badly for NC state to beat Clemson. I wanted so badly for my alma mater, like Wake Forest to beat Clemson, but yep. you know, for whatever reason, it ain't happening, but pretty soon, sometimes, whatever, you got to take down the King. You got to figure out how to do it. And 
Eventually yep. someone will. And that's that's all good stuff. AJ, it's always a pleasure to have you here on the show. Can you please remind these folks where they can find you, follow your work? Yes. So I'm going to ask you folks, if you're listening to this podcast, go find me on YouTube. I am trying to get more YouTube followers. Go to YouTube and look up Locked On Boston College. Hit the subscribe button. Find my latest pot, my latest video and tell me I'm a, a stupid idiot. I don't care. I have Rutgers fans in there. I've got Clemson fans. I love to talk to you guys and I will respond back to you. I promise you that go love there. It. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ black underscore BC. I'm also the editor and publisher of Eagle insider, part of the two, four, seven sports network. No doubt guys come back tomorrow. We will have Jersey Drake in the building as we talk. Actually, sorry. I already got ahead of myself. I was really excited about Friday. Can you tell we will have Thursday with Alex Dono where we talk about trap games we only got four of them, but, you know, there are crazier things could happen when it comes to the ACC. For Candace Cooper and A.J. Black, until next time.